And welcome back. It's Focus Target the Podcast. My name is Smiley. With me today, unexpectedly, are Van and Shy. Whoa! Oh, word. That's Who? what's up. <laughs> Who can believe it? Uh, so, we've got a lot to get to today. We are going to resume, as promised, with our second round of, uh, or I guess our second part of a two-part episode, uh, where we... If you recall from our first episode in this in this little series, we were just we were going through the different aspects of video games and what made uh, a game, you know, compelling to each of us. And so we kind of broke it down by the different, you know, aspects of the game. We went through the story, the aesthetics, and the game mechanics in the first part of the podcast, and just kind of talked about w- how important those types of things were to us in in whether or not we played a game or enjoyed a game, and then you know, maybe some of the games that highlighted the best and worst in that category. And we're going to continue with that today. Um, We have uh, a couple other categories we want to get to. Notably, we want to talk about achievements, multiplayer, the brand slash developer slash studio that produced the game. Um, And we kind of want to go through each of those three. And then finally, we want to just talk about memories because, uh, you know, some of the greatest the greatest thing about video games, especially when you're playing with your friends, um, whether it's over the internet or live, are the memories that you make when you play them. And, and so we thought that deserved some attention as well. Before we get to the meat of our podcast, however, we do have our question of the day. And today's question of the day is a little bit different from our normal open-ended fare. Um, as you probably know if you've heard this podcast before, there's a game coming out in less than a month now. Um, called No Man's Sky, which has uh, been very hyped up as as really kind of a, a genre-defining game uh, that's kind of maybe going to open open the doors to a, a bright video gaming future in many ways. And, and so we're not going to give you too much background on No Man's Sky. Uh, there's a lot of videos and a lot of talk about it right now out on the internet for you to find. And you can also reference any of our previous podcasts because we seem to bring it up every time. Uh, but the question of the day today is, can No Man's Sky live up to the hype that it's receiving? Will this game be the game that everybody is thinks it will be that everybody's looking forward to and uh, i'm gonna start with van on this van what do you think i mean you've you've been all about no man's sky for for quite a while as has been documented on this very podcast do you think it can live up to the hype no sorry that wasn't very loud you might can you be a little more can, can you speak up a little bit sir? hold on my boom was on my head and not in front of my mouth did you miss my old word what's up in the beginning too? no I, no i think we caught that no, we got that oh, okay cool Oh, okay, cool. Um, That's what's up. I'm worried. Uh, I don't know. I guess guess ultimately I'm thinking that it will not live up to all the hype. Um, I'm probably one of the biggest offenders, too. I'm I'm super excited about this game, but I do hold some reservations. I I don't know a lot about it, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of information out there with regards to storyline or anything like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Games without any storyline whatsoever can be extremely successful. Just look at Minecraft. You know, there's literally no point to that game. They just put you in this world and you can build whatever you want. And everybody's kind of comparing this to the Minecraft in space, which on the surface sounds really freaking cool to me. 
but I, I just I feel like there has to be more than just trying to get to the center of the universe. And I don't know if they're holding their cards close to the chest because you know if you tell everything out ahead of time, you know, yeah, people get a little excited, but then there's no like exploration or no discovery, you know, excitement or anything like that. So I'm thinking they're playing the cards close to the chest, but there's actually a lot more to it. However, will it ultimately live up to the hype? I'm I'm holding my reservations, but I think the meter's leaning towards no. So I, I I'm not sure that this is the be all end all answer, but I saw in one of the um one of the interviews with the developers where he was actually demoing the game for uh, GameSpot, I think, and it was like basically the main producer was the one playing it, and I believe in that video he mentioned, and forgive me if I get this wrong, but I believe he mentioned that there weren't plans for any actual like storyline in the game like yeah, there's there's right, a I, I agree. there's like something to um like there's things to discover and there's not that there aren't stories out there to be discovered but like if you're looking for a you know you're on the run from aliens to save the galaxy type of thing it's not really about that it's more a journey of personal discovery than uh than a narrative is my understanding of it. And, you're, and maybe That's you're right. Maybe it'll be also. a surprise. No, I don't think there is. I, I don't think there will be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be this extravagant tale of your, you know, both your parents are dead and you're living with your grandma and you got to, you know, find something else. Like every other MMO that ever existed or any RPG that ever existed in human nature. But um, I, I do, I'm just hoping there's more to it than landing on a planet, shooting some stuff, and then flying back into space. You know, and I think there will be because they... They definitely highlighted, like, you know, being able to take out, like, bulk freighters to get whatever their currency was or supplies and all that stuff. And is that, like, for survival? Because even just the survival aspect, I, I think there's, like, oxygen meters and all that stuff. Like, yeah. that's kind of cool. That that adds a little more depth to it. So I, I, hope it's, I hope it's challenging and there's a lot more to be discovered than what they've shown in any of the videos. Sure. Well, to answer the question myself, and we'll get, we'll get to Shai's response here in a second as well. Um... I would say that I I I don't know that it's going to live up to what everybody necessarily thinks. I think, especially when it comes to space exploration, like everybody wants to play Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like they want to have those kind of extravagant galaxy-spanning adventures, or maybe Star Trek if you're more of a Star Trek fan. You know, but like there's so much um, there's so much mystique around around these these space exploration. Uh, like just the concept in our culture that I think it's impossible to live up to it. I think the the real question is kind of like what you said is will, will it just get repetitive too quickly? Um, that's, that's the real danger. I think like it, it seems like it's a game that no doubt day one, when you get it, it's going to be amazing. I, I don't think there's, there's any doubt about that, but I think the question is what's it going to be like after a week or after two weeks or after a month, are you going to feel like you're just doing the same thing every time and it gets old real fast? Or is there enough, like you mentioned, Van, uh, to keep the game fresh and to keep you, you know, working towards some kind of larger objective? And I think that's the question a lot of people have. Um, and, 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 and time will tell. I think one of the things that looks cool about it, though, is especially if, as the game progresses, it'll be to see if it, if it maintains this. But uh, I know, Shy, you in the past have always talked about, like, the first day of Minecraft, where when you start a new server in Minecraft, like there's just that like crazy, like uh, fi- almost like fight or flight 
type of feeling where like you're you have to get things figured out you have to build a shelter and you have to you, you know you have to start gathering resources and it's really kind of crazy and, and 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 difficult to survive and you're kind of in a race against the nighttime when the monsters come out uh versus later on in minecraft once you're established and that kind of goes away because you know you've got great weapons and great armor and, and nothing can really hurt right, you in the first place food yeah <laughs> It seems like a lot of this game is meant to keep that feeling of like that. That would be awesome. You know, where like you're going to a new planet, but this planet, you know, could be a lot more dangerous than the last one. And even though maybe you're better geared and better armed, like you don't know what you're going to find down there. And and you've got to, you know, always keep your wits about you. That um, would be cool. Because that kind I of appeals to me. Mentioning to you once that I, I realize I don't like playing Minecraft. I like starting Minecraft. <laughs> That's like my favorite yeah. thing to do, yeah. you know? I mean, Minecraft's like two different games. There's the first day, and then there's the rest of the yeah. game. Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what No Man's Sky, what what subsection of that it offers. But, um, uh, well, all right, Sean, what about you? Do you, do you what do you think about the, uh, the the hype surrounding this game? I know you, you had said, I believe, on the... Or I don't know if you said on the air or if it was after the podcast, that you were thinking about maybe even sitting out No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to buy it. Um and it's hard for Wait a me. sec. This question is hard recorded. for me. You said that if I got it on day one, you would be getting it on day that one. That was Battlefield 1, sir. Oh. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. And, and it's still happening because I'm super excited about okay. Battlefield 1. Um, but uh, but no, I don't know. I, I mean, and I, we'll get into a little bit of this later, but I mean, a big a big component for me nowadays is is playing games with other people. Like, that is a big decision for buying games for me. And the fact that you can't specifically do that in this game is a huge turnoff. Um and well, I, so, I mean, so, be, so, so, so before so like, you respond, can, can I respond something to that before you before you get into your other mm-hmm. before we go before we go off the rails on that? Because um, I was talking to one of our mutual friends, uh, uh, a longtime friend of the Focus Target podcast, Chains, uh, who maybe we'll have as a uh, maybe we'll have as a guest on here sometime. But we were talking about kind of the multiplayer aspect of this game, and and I think it's interesting because even though you can't play the game together, that doesn't mean there's not a multiplayer aspect to it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think when I when I think back to like when I was younger, something that my friends and I used to do is we used to play video games together, even if they were single player games, and talk about it. Yeah, and talk yeah. about it, and like, and I feel like this game more than any game ever that's that's literally ever come out. I feel like there's an opportunity where if the reports are true, this game has 18 quintillion planets. It's literally impossible for humanity to explore them all. So that means the only way you're ever going to get information on a vast majority of these planets are firsthand accounts from other people. And I feel like being on, you know, voice chat with somebody simultaneously playing this game and talking about like what you're seeing and what you're finding and what you're experiencing, like that could be a different type of multiplayer experience, but could still be really cool. Um, so I don't know. That's something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the rest of the guys who end up getting the game find and like what their experience are like, how different is it from mine? Are we all having this playing the same game or is it like we're playing different games? What are you know, the people on Reddit and the internet 
have to say about what they're finding. Like, that's one of the most exciting aspects of this game to me. I bet. So, sorry, I just wanted to respond to that. I bet on. YouTube searches for No Man's Sky are going to be huge because, oh, like, it's very God. Yeah. the video potential of like recording these planets and like the visuals yeah. and what you're finding. Like, I think is huge because I think it's one thing to try to describe these bizarre alien worlds, but being able to see it, I think, is sure. going to be huge. People, are, I mean, it's going to really be. It's going to really show the power of like the PS4 and like being able to capture straight from a console mm-hmm. and upload it online. Like that, that that functionality is really going to come into play. So I know the question wasn't originally like, are we excited about it? Is it will it live up to the hype? And I think the problem yes. with the question, I think the heart, the danger of the question is there is so much hype for this game. I think it's, it's going to be very hard. I think all three of us touched on this. I think it's going to be very hard for any game to live up to as much hype as this game has. So I, I don't think it will, but I mean, I'm sure it will, I'm sure it will fill people's expectations, you know, a number of people's expectations who buy it. Well, see, I think too that while the game itself may not live up to its expectations, what I would consider it a win, and I've seen this from a couple other places around the internet, that the point has been raised that the game really is a victory if it succeeds at setting a new precedent, right? Like you think about a game like uh, Dota, the original Dota, which which was was really good, but it seems like it was really rough. I never played it myself. But it was I'm, a mod. You know, yeah, I mean, it was a mod to Warcraft 3. And so, like, it, was, it wasn't maybe the perfect thing, but, but, but it captured something. It was able to, like, show people that here's something really cool. And then look what they did with it. Then, they, then people were able to refine it and turn it into, like, League of Legends and Dota 2. And it basically spawned a whole industry in gaming. Yeah, like right? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go actually, I think is 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 could be a very similar situation, right? Like it's kind of genre defining, like yeah, right? like it's it's merging reality and games in a way that that has never been done, especially never been done without like expensive virtual reality equipment. So like that could be something. That, I, I mean, that it's basically the same discussion, right? Like that that game could launch an entire genre of that sort of game. In fact, I mentioned uh, in the same discussion I was having with Chains, like how long is it going to be when instead of like throwing Pokeballs at imaginary Pokemon, you're shooting imaginary terrorists through the scope that's your, that's your, your yeah. uh, phone. Like oh, dude. that shit's not that's that far away. Like, like as soon as, as, soon like as something, from, yeah, oh, dude. like there's, there's, there's an infinite potential there and, and you can see it with the success of that game, even in the first two days that it's been out. And so the question is, could No Man's Sky perhaps do something similar? Even if No Man's Sky itself isn't as robust as we like, can it do something that gives these other developers a chance to be like, whoa, think what we could do with this. Like we could do this, but we could do it better. And if it does that, I think then that's, that's the success that I'm looking for. That it may not be No Man's Sky itself that's great, but it's it's its children, so to speak, that become the games that we want to play. I'm curious, and I don't know, I've already, this is going to go down that's in right. this is awesome. This is going to be the longest, longest question of the day. Question of the day. <laughs> and we um, need it to be a short but... question, too. Like, we want it to be the shortest one. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, the problem I have with that, that analogy, I think you have a good point there, is that I feel like No Man's Sky is already being compared to other games. And I like when yeah. when you already when when it comes into its own already being like oh it's Minecraft in space or it's or it's this whatever like I don't think like I like the comparison to Dota but I don't think when Dota came out people are like oh it's I mean I guess you could say it's like Warcraft but with just heroes but like I mean it wasn't like you're right I feel like right. I feel like it, no, it no man's sky is kind of already same. building off another game like so I don't know that it's as revol- as revolutionary sure. as as maybe something like Minecraft or something like Dota. I don't think anybody could take away that Minecraft is the forefather of it, but it's been a long time that Minecraft's been out, and we haven't really—excuse me—we haven't really seen the 
the next step of that. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we've seen like maybe Space Engineers is trying something, you know, and, and I guess there's a couple other games out there. But we haven't seen a game come out and be Minecraft 2 and really yeah. push it to the next level. And it seems like there's a potential that this game could, but maybe maybe it won't. And maybe it won't do enough differently that people are like, yeah, it is just Minecraft in space and that's not it's not as good as it sounds, you know. Who knows? Awesome. Well, now that we've taken up a quarter of our podcast with a question there of the day. There we go. So if you have a question of the day, uh, please feel free to submit it. Maybe you can think of a better question than the one we just asked that maybe won't take us so long to answer and cut so much into our <laughs> podcast time. If you feel that way, you need to you know, mobilize, take the power up, contact us. We'll have our contact info at the end of the podcast. All right, well, let's get back into it. Obviously, we spent a lot of time on the question of the day, so let's jump back into our conversation and see if we can pick it up from where we, where we left off a couple episodes ago. And uh, I think our next category we want to talk about was achievements. So Chivo's are something that really have exploded. You know, like you never had this back in the old like Nintendo and, and Sega days. There's no such thing as achievements. Like no one didn't make any sense. But in our new world of of social media and, and, and online gaming where we can compare our results to everybody else's. Like I can't think of a major gaming console. Does Nintendo does like uh the Wii and the Wii U have any form of achievements? Do you guys know? No idea. I don't think so. And, and that, I, I definitely know the handheld like Nintendo doesn't DS. Yeah, or not, I don't I think they do that. There. That might be something we that we research and get back to our fair listeners on to confirm. But, but I mean, I know the main the main players in the video game space. That's obviously PlayStation, Xbox, and and uh, PC via Steam. And I know like Ubisoft. I think doesn't Uplay have its own like achievement trophy? It has thing? like unlockables like, and stuff. Yeah, like, that. like pretty much everybody's into it. Like it's it's a staple. Like there's there's pretty much. Uh, oh, and so this this just in hot off the press. It looks like Nintendo does not have any achievement system with its uh with its like Wii U. There's system. speculation that the NX system might. Oh, okay. So the next gen, they may get in on that, but but obviously it's a thing that's really blown up. And I, I mean, there are people who play games because they want to get the trophies, or they they want to up their gamer score on Xbox, or they want to unlock the achievements on Steam or whatever. So, how important is it to you? Let's start with Shy this time. Shy, what what uh, what's your relationship with Achievos? Achievos. Um, I am unhappy to admit that achievements play a large part in uh in my gaming and also and like what and in like what platform i buy games on i find myself if i can buy a game on ps4 as opposed to pc i'll more often buy it on ps4 because i care much more about my ps4 trophy account than like my steam achievements um achievements are obnoxious a good example actually would be (laughs) just a few days ago i traded in a game at gamestop and i bought witcher 4 i bought witcher 3 on ps4 even though i have it even though I have it on PC, <laughs> because I have you, no desire to play it on PC, but I want to play it on PS4 and you know and unlock some achievements. And, yeah. Did you, you know, trade in Star Ocean? Stuff. Um. So, so moving on oh, from that. God um, dang it. Uh, well, yeah. So no, I mean, I mean, they are. I, I would say they are important to me, definitely. Okay. What about you, Van? Well, uh, he did the answer if he traded in Star Ocean first. I did. I did. Are you happy? Are you, right, I'm sorry. Fine. That wasn't that wasn't clear to you. <laughs> Pretty sure it was clear to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, the achievement uh, Chivos play like like zero. They're they're the last on my list as far as really? uh, video games go. Yeah, like absolutely nothing. In fact, I think they're annoying when they pop on my screen and say you achieved this. Blah blah. blah. It's like well, get not, the hell out of my screen. You, you can't turn that off. At least on PlayStation. Oh. Oh, well, I yeah. gotta do that then. Yeah, there's a way to do that. All right, cool. I'm gonna do that when I get back. So, but yeah, no, I, I, I they play zero. Um, 
like factor into me now, did, playing did one they game ever, versus another. Did they ever in the past, and you just no. fell out of love with it, or you just have never no, been a Chivo just, guy? No, I've, okay. I've never been a big Chivo person. In fact, even with the introduction of Chivos, I thought it was stupid. No offense to anybody who loves Chivos. I just, I was like, why, why do we need to put Chivos in anything? Like, it, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Not to, I, not to go around shy bashing. I have a question for you, Van, though. Go ahead. Because I know you platinumed Far Cry 4. Yeah. And, and, if I remember, have... and if I remember correctly, there's some really weird achievements in that game that are yes. very specific that you would have to hunt for if you wanted to get yes. them. And I so... actually wrote these two these two down, and you're absolutely right, Shy. I, I, I platinumed Far Cry 4, so that's when I went on a Chivo craze, and I actually platinumed Destiny, the, the initial release, and that's when I went yeah, on a Chivo right. craze. Um, and I, I don't think it was... Uh, I think with Far Cry 4, I really, really enjoyed the game so much that it's not like the Chivos brought me to the game or the achievements brought me to the game. It's just that I, I love the game so much and I, I literally uh, completed 100% in-game and I was like, what else can I do in this game to still play the game and have fun? You know, and that that's when I looked at the, um, like, the, a trophy section on PlayStation and there were some trophies that I didn't have. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, this will be a nice, like, you know, thing for me to, to go after. Like a challenge. Right, exactly. An additional challenge that allows me to play a game that I'm really, really having fun with, and I, I already beat all the all the requirements in the game, where it says like you know discover X of X and everything. That I wanted to to go outside of that, and sure enough, PlayStation just gave me an, you know an extra carrot by allowing me to do that. Same thing with Destiny. I, you know, I had I had a lot of fun with Destiny. Um, you know, basically it was the part where we were at the uh, the end game grind, so to speak, at the time, and we were just doing the um, the raids, you know, week after week, and there was nothing else to do except try to finish off the remaining trophies. So that's when I, I buckled down and got those. So it's not the achievements at all that encourage me to play games. It's a great game that will encourage me to to try to get an achievement. And it's honestly all this is just a little, I guess, icing on the cake. But that's even giving it too much credit. Fair enough. Well, this is fitting then, um, because I kind of come down in between you guys. Um, I used to, when, when, when achievements first came out, I, I didn't seem to care about them that much, but then, like, it just kind of got, it was something that I just kind of got into, kind of the early, kind of early PS3 time. Um, I just, I just, I think I had 100%ed a couple games. I, I had like 100% Dynasty Warriors and, uh, the first couple of Assassin's Creeds. And, and I thought, oh man, this is really cool. And I really got into it and I started to really, uh, care about that a lot. And then, then they started to get really annoying. Um, the first thing that really turned me off was multiplayer achievements, where I, I think in Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood, I want to say, I couldn't 100% that game. Because I, by the time I got to the multiplayer part, which I wasn't really that interested in, I'd basically gotten 100% everything else and I had to do a bunch of multiplayer achievements. Nobody was really playing it anymore. Like they'd moved, like the next one had come out because those things come out every six fucking months. And uh, there's nobody to play it with. And yeah, yeah, I heard about that, and that's good. Um, they need that, but it was it was just very frustrating. I'm like, wow, I can't even I can't even 100% this even if I want to. Like, there's nobody to get these to get these multiplayer kills on because nobody's playing multiplayer. Like, this is this is insane. And so that I, I'm kind of a completionist, so having something out there at like 97% was like it just killed the whole thing for me. Like, isn't that dumb? But it did. It's just. Now I'm just like, whatever, I don't even care. And so then, you know, if I couldn't complete it, then it was like, well, I'm never going to have a perfect record anyway, right? Like I can't, I can't ever be 10 out of 10, so to speak. So it became a lot less uh, important. And, and I still try on a lot of games. There's a lot of games that I like to try to 100%, kind of the way uh, you were saying, Van, that it just gives you something to do. If it's a game you really like, it's kind of a way to like know that you're getting everything you can out of the game. 
and like that you're doing a hundred percent of the content. And I like when achievements are set up that way, that, that if you, if you play the game pretty much completely, you're going to get all the achievements on the way. I don't like the games that make you jump through silly hoops and do things you wouldn't normally do in order to gain a trophy. I think that's obnoxious. And I, I generally don't put up with that kind of stuff. And some of them too, like I I remember I grinded, like, I think it was dynasty warriors six. I grinded that game for hours and hours and hours because the achievements were so ridiculous. And it was it was it was miserable. It was a miserable experience. I don't know why I did it. And then I remember when I was playing Final Fantasy X HD Remastered not that long ago, I was in a similar position where it's like I had to max out everyone's sphere grade. And I was like, this is going to take me like 50 hours just to do. I don't want to do that. And I'm not going to. And I never did. Are so, you still 97% on, on Askreed? I, I think so. I think one of them are like <laughs> 97 or 93. Like it's still out there. And it's just delete like. Delete it. It's just, it's, just, it's just terrible. But. Whatever you know it is what it is. So so that's that's kind of that's kind of where I fall. I mean, you've I've given you in in my diatribe there. I gave you some of my best and worst. You know, I was really happy with a hundred percent some of them, but you know, I was, I was really disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the way, the way a lot of games handle their achievements, and especially I mentioned this in passing before. I don't like the way Steam does achievements. Like they just. I think Xbox and PlayStation have a very good system where each game based on the title like based on what kind of game it is has a set number of basically achievement points that it can allocate right steam is just it lets you do anything like i if you've ever played civilizations 5 on steam like there are literally like 500 different trophies that you can get it's it's insanity participation trophies it's it doesn't even make sense and so like when it's unregulated like that, it makes it. I feel like it makes it very. Like I, I, I'm the same way as you, Shy. Like I'm, I'm interested in PS4 trophies. Don't care at all about Steam achievements because, because they're meaningless because they're not, yeah. they're not standardized. So, um, yeah. So that's that's what I got. What, what about you guys? Is there anything you want to talk about as far as game? I mean, Van, you already talked about games that you, that you basically bought because of or that you know you hundred percented because of the games. Uh, Shy, did you have any games that maybe you you bought? Or got I mean, specifically for the achievements, other than what you talked about with uh, with The Witcher. No, I mean, I know, you basically stole the words from my mouth. Like, mm. I I love games that that allow you to just platinum naturally, and that's like my really my main platinum games on PS4 are that way. Like, if you look at Diablo three and Destiny and mm. Final Fantasy fourteen, like I've just put a ton of hours into those games, and that's why I platinum them is because of that reason. But I mean, I hate games where there's like so even like the first game I ever got for PS4. You and I have talked about this. You you platinumed Infamous Second Son. And yeah. I loved Infamous Second Son, but I haven't platinumed it. I think I'm like 60% because, I mean, for one, it requires a second playthrough, which I'm yes. often not going to do. Um, yeah. and, then, and then there were some very weird trophies in that game. One is like jump off a building and very do like a power dive trophies. for like 800 yeah. feet or something. And like I even tried that once, and apparently I didn't climb up high enough on this building to do it. And I was like, I'm not climbing up that building again even further now to like try to get this height. And so, and, and I mean, another example um, would be, on, I mean, unfortunately, for Far Cry 4, in my opinion, because it had multiplayer-specific trophies and and i wasn't really interested in multiplayer in far cry, far cry 4 i just wanted to play single player but i was like you know i might as well get these trophies in case i want to platinum this someday you know and, and i don't know i think i think that's a big thing especially for single player games that have like tacked on multiplayer i think it's dumb to have uh i think it's dumb to have um you know multiplayer uh multiplayer trophies involved yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on the multiplayer part, but not necessarily the cooperative multiplayer, but the stupid PvP multiplayer. Like, that's the most annoying crap to me, is when there's, like, Chibos that have um, 
you know, multiplayer for PvP, like you have to kill a thousand of whatever in this map or whatever. It's just it forces people to play against other players who don't care very much for PvP elements of video games. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, I've already talked about how that how that kind of ruined the entire thing for me. So I'm obviously in agreement. Um, Chad, didn't you have some kind of New Year's resolution that was achievement related? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my New Year's resolution for this last year. I mean, you know, some people you know do smart things like I want to lose weight or I want to you know get in shape or you know things that actually <laughs> yeah, change your life. Yeah, but holds up to those. Uh, well, I, I mean, I didn't really hold up to mine either. But uh, oh. my New Year's resolution, I think, was I think it was to hit. Um, 10 there's like achievement to get trophies in ps and i don't know what's called but there's like levels like i don't know if it's called i mean there's yeah, a picture of a star level. but yeah, it's, it's like your, it's, your, it's, it's your like your trophy level, level or something gamer, level, yeah, yeah. PSN um, level. so i think at the time i think as of like january i was like seven and i was like my mom like my new resolution this year is gonna be get to 10 because there's a bunch of you guys that you know i mean like that are like, like straight ballers a lot of people like yeah, game with like like lemon like lemon cloak and and chains i think smiling you as well who are in like the 12 yeah, 13 range and so Z. I was like, I need to catch up. I mean, the problem, honestly, I don't feel so bad because like the first like four or five years of my solid gaming life was Xbox. So I have a pretty decent gamer score. And if I can only like combine that into my PSN <laughs> score, would probably be a lot more respectable. But, uh, um, but yeah, so my, my, my New Year's resolution was to hit 10, like gamer level 10 or whatever, which I did not. I think I hit like nine and a half by the end of the year. Um, this was last year's resolution. And, uh, and I, I think I told you guys, like near the end of the year, I was like, I just, I kind of like, I got to the fall after like six or seven months. I kind of stressed about this and I just stopped caring. I realized it was becoming more stressful to like play these games, trying to like get every trophy than to just like play right. a game to enjoy it. And, right. and so, yeah, I mean, while, while like earlier when I was saying like it drives a lot of times my, like how I'm going to purchase a game, it often doesn't drive like buying a specific game like i won't buy a game normally because of the trophies it's more like you know i mean i buy more games for ps4 in general just because it has trophies dude check this out so talk about gamer score on uh, your gamer level on on playstation i just checked mine right now i am rank 10 zero percent so i like <laughs> just got into rank 10 so, so nice. you made so you made your new year's resolution is what you're saying <laughs> yeah exactly he made my new year's resolution <laughs> yeah i made shots <laughs> All right, so enough about Chivos. We all get trophies for talking about Chivos for as long as we fucking have. Um, let's talk about multiplayer because that's, I mean, we, we kind of tangentially have, have spoken about it a little bit. Um, and I'm going to start with Shy because I think we all know his opinion on this, but we want to hear it again. Shy, how important is multiplayer to you in a game? You've already talked about this a little bit today. Potentially the most important thing. It is, it's huge. Not that I don't play single-player games like I just said about The Witcher, but, uh, I mean, it is huge. Yeah. Multiplayer is huge. I love it. What about you, Van? I I feel like I feel like there's gotta be more to it than that, Shy. Do I need I mean I don't know, do you guys I alright, um we'll, we'll we'll get back to you on games. Alright, alright, let's it's get back on to games. Um, yeah. Then then Sorry. then then to uh to, to piggyback off of off of Shy's opinion, um without a shadow of a doubt, the most important aspect of games to me is multiplayer. Without a shadow of a doubt. Anytime I'm buying a game, especially on Steam, I always click that little box that says co-op multiplayer. You know, is it available? If it's not, it just loses a ton of appeal to me. You know, whether it's a farming simulator or a train <laughs> simulator, like, dude, if it has multiplayer, that map is probably going into my into my uh, game playlist. And then I'm probably buying an extra copy for Z2 and then just gifting it to him. <laughs> With regards well, to Steam. Well, I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm a little bit less... I, I mean, I'd say multiplayer is kind of maybe in the middle uh, as far as Everything. my priorities list. No, negative. 
Because, you know, this, to me, I play. I, I guess I play a lot more single-player games than you guys do. Um, I, I enjoy um, games a lot, as I mentioned last in our last podcast about this, for the, for the, uh, for the game mechanics and the, and the gameplay. Um, and I think uh, even a lot of multiplayer games, I don't play that much multiplayer. I think a great example is Diablo 3. I have logged so many hours <laughs> on Diablo 3. Like I've got a bunch of max level characters. Like I've I've played that game so much. But and I did play some multiplayer. I played a little bit with uh with 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 uh Shy and and one of our other friends. Uh I've played with uh you know a couple other groups of people. But I'd say probably 80 to 90% of my time in that game has been single player. Uh it's like I I don't necessarily need the multiplayer aspect to enjoy that game. Uh, I think the same thing is true with a game that uh, Van, you and I have played a little bit together, which is NBA 2K16. Um, I've had a lot of fun playing with Van and some of his homies uh, online. But oh, I've pro- that's I've, what's up. This what's up. But I've probably played maybe 20% with them, maybe 15, 20%. And the rest I've played single on, like my career, playing playing against a computer. And that's... That's just as good to me. Like I've enjoyed it just as much. So, so I Come mean, on, not, I, not just I, as much, dude. No, I mean you were it, it's rolling, not as much, dude. It's not as much. It's not as funny. It's definitely <laughs> okay. not as funny. But I still enjoy the guy. Enjoy the game just as much. Um, <laughs> so, so um, let's get back to shy then, because obviously Van wants to hear more. Let's. What's, what about what's the best games? I mean, I know. Are you going to go with an MMO on this? You probably um, have to, right? Yeah, I mean, one. I was going to talk about eleven. Um, which oh, I still, sure. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we all would agree that that's one of the best, like multiplayer MMOs. Like, on my there's list. a lot of good MMOs out there. I mean, I think, I mean, I love Terra for what it was. I love Fourteen for what it is. But uh, I think that, like, for a game that promoted multiplayer, Eleven did it really well. Where you were had to join up with other people to do yeah. stuff, and you I really mean, got a sense of accomplishment and doing stuff with be- other people. Yeah, and they had to be good. Everybody had to be good, you know. And if you weren't, like, it was it was obvious well, as soon as you got in that party. I think it's, and I think the idea of good was different back then. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like like nowadays. Good is like how fast, how fast, and how well memorized is your DPS rotation, or you know, how much DPS can you put out as like a healer or like as a tank. And I think back then, good was. Yeah, I don't know if this makes any sense to you guys, but I think good wasn't even so much about like the like I don't know. I think it 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 did involve in like gameplay, but I think it also was just like your character and just uh, I don't know. No, good was 6K an hour. That's how I measure it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, EXP. All right, nice. Yeah, uh, true. Good, good. But, um, but I think you're right, though. A lot of it was more about um, the caliber of player you were, not how technically skilled you were, but just yeah. did you have your shit together? Was your gear up to par? Did you use food? Did you understand the way the game had mechanics you worked? The game? How, yeah. you know, did you understand how to fight? How to Where where the pull was? What it meant? What, yeah. what your role in the party was? What would and, Link? What would aggro? Yeah, what yeah would, and yeah. if you didn't if you didn't know those things, like because the game wasn't about, you know, button combination DPS. It was more about timing and understanding, yeah. which is I think why a lot of us loved it, and it's the, really the last game like that. Also, I'll, I'll point out, it was the last MMO that I played that required multiplayer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the entire game like you could solo the first 10 15 levels and then it became miserable like you had to group mm-hmm. up to do everything in that game yeah most games now are not like that most huh. games are like there's a lot you can do by yourself and then you know certain things that you need parties for but um that game was was hardcore is is, is like oh you want to play by yourself too bad go play final fantasy 10 final fantasy 11 is about <laughs> multiplayer but 
I had a couple other games. Oh, oh yeah, please I had go ahead. Two other go games ahead. I want to touch on really quickly. Yeah. One was one's just Destiny. I think that I don't have to talk a lot about it, I and mean, we talk a lot about Destiny on on this podcast. But I think that has a great multiplayer. And then my third game would be actually Gears of War. A Gears of War has like one and two. I never played three, but one and two had some of the best multiplayer I've ever I've ever experienced. Both uh, like in the story, like the co op campaign was so good, and then also like in some of their additional game modes had amazing co ops. So just shout out to Gears of War. And any disappointments? Any games that you bought that you thought the multiplayer was going to be amazing and didn't really uh, kind of ended up flopping? Let me think a little bit more about that one. Okay, we'll we'll come back down that then. Uh, Van, what about you? Best games for multiplayer? So, my my first memory of a multiplayer game um, that I, I think I was super excited NBA about and always wanted to come home. Yeah, no. Um, actually, I was like, really? But before that, that was so good. Dude, everybody's sitting, oh my god, Goldeneye, 007. Uh, Everybody yeah. on that like 13-inch CRT screen, like sh- sitting six inches away from the screen so you could see your little you square your in the corner. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and then you used to get yelled at for looking at the other player's screen when you were playing PvP on watching. the same TV. <laughs> Oh, good yeah, freaking times! Um, but, but the one that I can remember was um, we were we were kind of ahead of our ahead of the time. We were kind of the cut, cutting edge nerds at our high school, and it was me and my buddy Madrigal, and um, he got me a copy of X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and it was one of the uh... first games ever that I was able to play with him, and this was just absolutely amazing and and just blew my mind that I can come home after kicking it with him at school and that we can meet up again inside this virtual world across the internet to play games with one another and that basically that that like just planted the seed of my enthusiasm and passion and love for multiplayer gaming and just having all this fun with him just just him and i going around smacking the crap out of tie fighters was absolutely amazing and then after that it just you know everything else was just 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 absolutely incredible icing on the cake talking about battlefield series you know land parties you know um counter-strike all my favorite titles that i've mentioned before are all multiplayer games i did have some single player games you know linked to the past and whatnot but really the ones that i had like the most memories and we'll talk about that and you know later on but it's it's oh man it just the game's a great platform (laughs) the games are a great platform but the people you play with it make the game and that's absolutely incredible we've seen that with mmos too we've played mmos that were that were mediocre or pretty good but like just when you know whenever shy sends me a text hey van you're gonna get on or or, you know you send me a text whatever like that just makes the game awesome it's like oh hell yeah let's jump on right now and let's do this or let's do that and so multiplayer is everything to me whether it's you know it doesn't have to be mmo either it doesn't have to be massive multiplayer it could just be one other person just being able to cooperatively accomplish a common objective over the internets is is total fun yeah i don't think i don't think anyone can deny that and i think that's why pretty much every game now pretty much has a multiplayer aspect and that's why i think a lot of people are kind of surprised that no man's sky does it it's like there's other people around but you know, I think everyone was kind of shocked when they came out and said, this isn't really a multiplayer game. And everyone's like, <gasps> because it's just, it's just not done anymore. You know, like single player games are, are kind of a dying breed in a way. Um, so the game that I want to talk about uh, very briefly is uh, Magic the Gathering Duels of the Planeswalkers. Um, <laughs> because I thought that because uh, I played that a lot and I played that a lot online against against real opponents and i thought that that game was brilliant in that it 
one of the drawbacks to magic is always that there's there's a pay to win element to it and if your opponent has better cards than you or has more robust cards than you or spent more to get better cards than you it's hard to compete um you know and it can be a very frustrating game to play and what i loved about duels of the planeswalkers at least the earlier incarnations were that all the decks were set so you had some choice where you could sub in your cards in and out. Like you had maybe a, like a, hundred, a 90 or 120 cards to pick from, and you could make your 60-card deck out of that. So you had a lot of choice, but the decks the decks themselves were, were balanced against each other. And so it made for some of the best, most competitive Magic games that I, that I ever really played. I thought it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot better than just like rolling up against people who had just ridiculous OP decks from... You know, like when I would play Magic in school, um, you know, like I would get stomped by these kids who had decks that were just, just disgusting. I'm like, I've only spent like 40 bucks on my cards. Like, what chance do I have to, to roll up against you guys? So I thought that was a game that did multiplayer very well. It was very compelling. Good point. All right, Shai. Disappointments? Did you have any? I feel like nobody else has mentioned. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think because I think the question is: Are we talking about games you bought for multiplayer and was disappointed? You were disappointed with the multiplayer, or a or, game where like were you disappointed with how they implemented a multiplayer? Or I think any or all, all of, the of the above is fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of like a specific oh, on, game. Man. The first one where, comes uh, to mind: Battlefront, dude. So I thought of Battlefront, but like. I was just disappointed in the game, to be honest. I don't think there's I don't know that I was disappointed in the multiplayer. Like I just was disappointed in Battlefront as Battlefront. Like it wouldn't have anything to do with its implementation of multiplayer or like I mean it was a fun game. It just was an empty shell. That's deep, bro. <laughs> what about you guys? Um <clears throat> Yeah. What you know, Smiley said that, that a lot of game like everybody's realizing that multiplayer is very, very, very important. So they're trying to introduce multiplayer aspects into a lot of games that are traditionally single player games. For example, Metal Gear, um, the Phantom Pain, the most recent one that came out, had like a multiplayer aspect to it that you can play as another single player character against other people from your in game character and I that just didn't appeal to I me heard at about all. That. It's like they're just yeah, they're just trying to I don't know. It, don't don't it, you like, like invade their bases or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you you set up your bases, you set up defenses and all that stuff, um, and then they have to come in and try to raid your base, depending and on what you have set up. Isn't that like where like a pay-to-win mechanic comes in too? Like I thought like I read that you could like buy currency, like you could buy items basically for your base from Konami. I like... never got that much into it. So I I just I don't know just the the concept mm. of it like I kudos to them for trying to implement a, a multiplayer thing but like sometimes they take it too far and it doesn't doesn't need to be multiplayer. No kudos to Konami. What are you saying? Never. <sighs> okay, fine. Kudos to Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I, the I was going to mention, of course, was Battlefront. Um, and it's funny because the biggest disappointment for me was that. There wasn't a non-multiplayer mode. There wasn't like just a <laughs> small person co-op or even a single-player campaign. Like it was basically all arena deathmatch style, and I just uh, that you know that was something that really was a huge disappointment to me, um, especially after playing the previous Battlefront games. Although I don't know why I ever like anything ever made by EA has like it just doesn't it just doesn't measure Stop. up. I feel like it's like I can't. Battlefield One. Uh, I'm just. Well, it's not out yet. What? We're, we're really holding out a lot of hope is, for. I, I'm just saying. Every time 
Every time. Maybe this will be <laughs> different, Smiley. Yeah. Smiley, like Battlefield 4 is going to be like You'll the best be... game ever. This, I feel said, like... They said they're not doing it again, Smiley. Yeah, I, I feel like they I'm brought not going to for this hook line and sinker anymore. I'm... They said the servers will be up this time on day one. I'm pretty much done with EA, personally. <laughs> like, I'm just... It's just... Until they can... What about otherwise. X-Wing missions on Battlefront? Uh, Alright. I think we did take a break. We've gotten long-winded. We'll be back. We're going to hit brand developer studio very quickly get into some memories give you the spiel then we'll be out of here we'll be back with focus target dude all right i know we're back smiling it's time for your rap but with pokemon go being such a <laughs> phenomenal success i think you should do a pokemon go rap electro pikachu electro pikachu electro hey 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 what do you think this is hey what do you think this is the april fools episode your 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 rapping time's over pal all right this is my gig drop a beat yeah. Pokemon rap? Nah, I can't do that. It's been done. It's no fun to be a copycat. So what should I speak of on this rap to you? Well, it ain't gonna be about Pikachu. No Gyarados in here. Leave Charmander behind. Can't rap about Pidgeotto or both of any kind. In fact, I think... Ah, oh, oh, shit. Wait a minute. You, you know, I think I might have messed this up. Alright, let's go. We're going on. Welcome back to Focus Target, the podcast. I may or may not have just done a Pokemon rap against my will, but we have a new topic, and that is the brand developer and studio behind a game. And when we're talking very broad things, so we can talk about franchises and series, how big is the... How big is that of a, of a factor to you when you're buying a game? I, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about a number of series, um, oftentimes developed by the same companies. Um, so let's start with Van this time. Van, let's talk about brands, developers, studios, franchises, series. What do you like? So this, this, this is a slippery slope, and it could be a dangerous one sometimes. Yeah. When you frequently purchase like a game that you thought was absolutely amazing, and they come out with a second iteration or a third or a different version of the or same. Or a 14th. Or an HD remastered or something like that. Yeah, or 14th in some some of them. Um, it, it, I, it plays a big part for me. It really does. When I see that that title, that splash screen, that brand, um, <coughs> it, you know, yeah, a lot. We'll get into the actual specific games, but this is this is actually pretty pretty big to me as brand developer and studio. Um, so like Pokemon series, they, cause it's not just Pokemon. Like they didn't just come out with Pokemon and then Pokemon Ruby red and green leaf and all that other stuff. Then they went on to hold different things like Pokemon snap, which is like not even the same game in the same series, but because it's from the same studio or developer or about the same thing, you know, I, I went out and bought it, but I don't regret Pokemon snap. That was an awesome game. Huh. All right. So what but about it's you? very influential. Um, I, I mean, it plays a part in, in certain games I bought. I don't know that I have as I probably don't have as many brands or developers or studios that I maybe um, patronize that maybe you guys probably do. Um, since you guys have been gaming longer than I have, but I mean, there are definitely certain studios and you know developers that I when they release a game, I'm inclined to buy it because they created it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think in this day and age, it's maybe the most common reason that people buy games. I mean, I think. I don't have any numbers to back that up, but when I look at common sense-wise, the fact that every studio 
wants to make sequels, that every studio wants to make their game into a franchise. That obviously means there's a lot of consumer power there. There's a way to get people to buy a whole slew of your games if they just like the first one, and then you make Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3 down the line. Um, and so, I mean, I, and I'm no exception to that. I definitely have a number of, you know, you, and I think it's, it's also that you play a game, and if you like it, uh, you say, why wouldn't I like something made by the same people. I think it's only natural. It's kind of like books. You know, if somebody writes something that you like, you're more likely to take a chance on one of their other book series than some random person because you've got something to go on and you know that you've already liked something they've done. Um, so I think, I think I, I would, I would say it's, it's not something that I tend to factor in conscientious, conscientious, conscientiously. That's a hard word to say sometimes. Normally it's uh, not though, right? It's so weird. I do that. I yeah. think I'm that too. Sometimes Let me give you some supporting facts here. Sometimes when you're podcasting. Go ahead. So so here's some supporting facts. Check this out. Popular games coming out soon are XCOM 2, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens, which Lego series is crazy, Tom Clancy, an additional series, Star Ocean, an additional series. <laughs> wait a minute, I hold mean, on, I gotta stop you, I gotta say, did you just say Lego Star Wars? Man, the Lego series is crazy. What's is. wrong with What's wrong with that statement? It is, no, it is. I know it Lego is, but it's Star Wars. You, you think Lego's is bigger than Star Wars? But it's that's not. A, I mean, no, but the I, way that's, that's, like that's did, often they a Lego did. game is not defined yeah. by the movie it's doing, but more because it's a Lego game. Uh, I think. Uh, right. They do Lego uh, Star Wars. I Lego. I, I understand that, but I think Star Wars is the headline to that combination personally. But maybe, maybe I'm biased. Maybe, or maybe that's a podcast for another time. Look at popular games coming soon: Final Fantasy 15, The Banner Saga 2, Resident Evil 4. You know, HD. Like, there's a lot of supporting evidence out there for your statement, Smiley. Yeah, you are, what, credit, what's man. the source for these popular? Like, who's defining this popular? I guess is my IGN. question. Com. All right, cool. So it's that little sidebar where they show the. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think we're gonna do this this next question a little bit different. We've talked about the best games in each category, but for this one, as far as some of your favorite. Uh, series or studios, you know what? What were some of the games that came out that really got you to to have mad respect? Uh, I'm going to start this time. I'm going to start with The Witcher Three. Like I had not really heard of Project Project Red, CD Project Red. Red, CD Project Red, with that K in there. Um, but I mean, I loved The Witcher Three. I thought that game was so well done. I thought it was so cool, and it was a game in a genre that I don't typically like that kind of open world Western quote unquote RPG is usually not my cup of tea and has, doesn't really hold me. And that game did. And I, I was very impressed and it makes me much, I feel like much more likely when, if they come out with a Witcher four or some other game that I'm going to look into that. Um, that's the one that jumped to mind in, immediately for me. Uh, Van, uh, Shy, let's go to you. What about you? Um, so I have two and I don't know, I don't know if you were thinking about doing another round. Oh, I guess we'll get to this in a moment, but, uh, as far as the game, uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, when they when Team Ninja remade that for Xbox when I was in college, mm. that game like I have I have potentially lifetime loyalty to Team Ninja because of that game I love the I love that game and I've bought pretty much every single Team Ninja game I can buy since that's come out just to support them <laughs> like because I mm. I don't know I just love that and I think that the Ninja Gaiden games have have gone downhill in their quality over time but uh man that game was just so good and then they they have some good games but uh my my thing was I also have a studio I don't know if you were gonna want to do another round where like we all talked about maybe about, maybe about a studio that like if they release a game we're likely to buy it but there's also a studio that because of the studio I would buy games um 
So I don't know if that's something that you want me to touch on now, yeah, or do if it. that's. Do it up. I mean, so like Blizzard would be a studio. I would say that like when Blizzard comes out with a new game, I pay attention to it, and that's a great like a great example is Overwatch. If anyone if anyone else had made Overwatch, I probably would have not been interested or followed that game at all. But since it was a Blizzard game, it was like man, like I love Blizzard games. I love Diablo. I love Starcraft. I love Here's the Storm. Um, I'm gonna check this out, and it was good. And you know, I mean, like just just having that Blizzard name on the game was was huge. All right, Van. What about you? So, <clears throat> funny story. One of the games I'm actually playing right now is that Star Ocean game that I was asking um, Shy about earlier. But I, I didn't play Star Ocean because of Star Ocean. I played Star Ocean because of Square Enix. So I was a big Square Enix fan with all all the um, Final Fantasy series. And then I heard of Star Ocean Two. I think it was for PlayStation Two. I think PS One. I think. Okay, yeah, PS One. Yeah, you might be right. So, uh, but I played Star Ocean Two. Not Star Ocean, the original, but Star Ocean 2 because it was um, developed by Square Enix, who I just absolutely, you know, admire as a, as a developer and a company. Um, and because I really, really loved that game, which was a great game, by the way, it, you know, so it went from developer to game. So I guess it's kind of like the, all the all of them that you're talking about here, studio, developer and brand. Um, all had an effect on why I'm playing Star Ocean right now. So it's definitely impactful. It's not the most impactful, but when I have my fond memories of games in the past and they come out with the, you know, the next volume of it or the next gen console version of it or whatever, I, I tend to, to definitely want to, want to try it out, give it, give it its due. All right. Any uh, disappointments? We'll stay with Van. Any, any games that you bought? Because I mean, not that we, I'm sure we can think of many. Battlefront. So maybe try and narrow it down. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sim City. Um, oh, let me tell you guys about Sim City. But I mean, I don't know about both of those games are developed by EA, who does not have a sterling. <laughs> Once again, a studio that uh, or a developer that you know is disappointing. Right. right. So the developers is more, but but I'd be more interested to hear: was there a game by a by a brand or studio that you liked that you expected good things out of, and then we're like, what is this? This isn't EA aside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, EA. Uh, how high is the bar for EA? Like, I mean, back games, in, you can play the Sim City time, but I mean, I don't know. But I yeah, think Sim before City Sim was City, I think it was. Yeah, I think that was. There was still well, they already had a reputation for well, like the madmanization of things, you know. But but maybe not, you know, terrible games. So um, much, but... I think that's 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 not as frequent. No, it's not. And that's why I was wondering if there's anything that that maybe yeah. had jumped out to you. No, but, I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's, there's games not. that I that I'll play because of the previous, you know, title. Um, but like, I'm never like, like disappointed by them. They're just, they might not, you know, be as good as the previous one, but they're still fun games. Mm-hmm. It's not like I play them and then they end up sucking balls like, like Sim City. We are what not did... getting anything from EA ever. No, I don't think, uh, I think Battlefield one. Bit harsh on <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude, when Battlefield <laughs> 1 comes out, we, we might be game of the year. best friend. Game yep. of the year contender right there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what about you, Shai? Did you ever have any game that disappointed um, you despite the... I'm, Despite the, uh, I'm sure. All right, all right, I, have, I have two examples. Um, sure. One is uh, Final Fantasy 13 because I started. I mean, I've told you guys this. I started Final Fantasy with 10. You know, I didn't play any of the ones before that, and I really liked 10. It was my first really kind of in-depth yeah. cinematic GR, JRPG. But you know, 60 plus hours in the game. Didn't beat it, but you know, really experienced the breadth of the game. Um, and then 12. You know, then 11 obviously was multiplayer. 12 came out and put a ton of time into 12. Once again, didn't beat it, but put you know 60, 70 hours into it. Really, really loved the world and the mechanics. 13 came out, bought it, you know, bought the collector's edition, right? I mean, it's Final Fantasy. I love the last two ones I played. This is going to be amazing. 
played like four hours of that game and didn't, didn't touch it ever again. And uh, I just don't think, you know, I mean, there was something about that game that did not capture me the way that 10 and 12 did. And it was just, I, I don't know that I ever got like really <clears throat> frustrated at the game or, you know, pissed off about it, but just, it was a disappointment in, in and of itself. Um, and actually, you know, that's going to be my only example. The other example I don't really care about anymore. It's funny because it makes me think of a Penny Arcade comic where the guy's like, uh, he basically said what you say. He's like, one of the guys is like, hey, did you ever finish playing Final Fantasy 13? And I was like, oh, no, you know, I, I gave up after about five, ten hours. It just wasn't my cup of tea. He's like, no, dude, you got to get like 40, 50 hours in before the game starts getting really good. He's like, it's a whole new game. He's like, and he just like looks at him. I forget what the punchline of the comic was, but it's like, what kind of game? Like, what does it say about the game that it doesn't get good till you're 40 or 50 hours in? Every, it's true, though. Well, it's I, real, it actually is true. I don't know how like, much time you guys put in that game. Investment? Like, did you get that far, Smiley? Cause oh, I know, yeah, yeah, I like, did. Cool. And it I does remember, open like, up. I remember and, a friend of the podcast, Ray, told yeah. me that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, yeah. you know, if you put enough time into the game, it really yeah. changes. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's just like linear, 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 dumb, dumb, dumb. And then just like, it's like, okay, now you can be free and kind of do a little bit more ex- exploration and the world kind of opens up. And, and it's like, man, if the whole game was like this, it probably would have been a lot better instead of having to slog through like this entire long pointless linear storyline that wasn't very good but i didn't like 13 myself very much all right two things but yeah go ahead you said how many games require you to play 40 hours before you enjoy them every single mmo that's ever been released number yeah one. But, that, but that's mm. a little bit different because you know what you're you you understand like that's well, not like a the exception no, 11. 11 i don't great i don't i don't agree with that i don't agree with that statement i know it's your statement but i disagree you're not allowed to disagree because I think mm. I think what you're saying is, and what I hear from your statement is, I hear you saying that like end game is the fun part of an MMO, and I think that exactly. there's I think there's a lot of different things about MMOs that can make them fun. I think Lately. the world building, the like design. I mean, we went over this in aesthetics. I care a lot about aesthetics and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, there's other reasons right. to play MMOs. Yeah, I think just... I think two, I think that's things. true for a lot of people, Van. But I, I agree with Shai. It's not true for everybody. Some people can look at Ray. Like he can get into the crafting in an MMO and doesn't have to get anywhere near the end game and still enjoy it. So there's a lot of people like that. How many hours did you play Star Ocean Shy? I think I played like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I feel like that's not fair at all, dude. Maybe not. Like, you know that's know. not fair. I don't know. Yeah. Was it the uh, camera? It was, um... And I don't know. I don't know if this is a good time since we're so short All on right, time fine. anyway. But maybe post podcast we can talk about my disappointment. We'll, we'll keep the we'll keep the uh, the sound rolling, and maybe we'll give you bonus content nice, if, like for people who want it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just name one game really fast that that maybe uh, uh, you wouldn't expect, and that is uh, you, you heard of this little tiny game developer named Capcom. Oh, Ooh, I think so. Pretty think pretty pretty big name with a. With a history of very good games, I'm a big fan of Capcom games. But uh, one of the biggest disappointments in, in maybe in my life is Mega Man X6 for the PS1. Um, that game is horrible, and it's horrible because the controls are like trying to control Mega Man in that game, and maybe they just didn't quite understand how like the PlayStation controller worked. I think it was the first PlayStation Mega Man game, like. He's like it's like trying to control him like with a marionette like strings. Like you can't get that guy like in a in a in a game that's a is a platformer is all about timing and and precision. Like it's like trying to it's like trying to drive a like a a semi through an alleyway or something, you know? Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's completely frustrating and 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 I I I couldn't stand it. And like 
when I was young, I got it when I was pretty young, and I thought it was just hard. I thought it was just a hard game, and I wasn't good at it. But then I came back later because I wanted to give it another try, and like the soundtrack is really good, um, and I and I and it made me want to play it, and so I was I tried to play it again, and I was like, this is this game isn't hard. It's just impossible to control the character, and that makes it pretty difficult. So I was very disappointed in that, and that's something that you chalk up directly to the studio, right? Like, I mean, it's a poorly made game, in my opinion, and. Uh, and I was big. I was big, big disappointed by that. But mm. most of the other Mega Man games, I really like. So were there no, actually no love lost. six X's? Like there was like yeah. X, X two, yeah. X three, X four, X five, yeah. and an X six. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Mega Man X, I loved Mega Man X, but I didn't know they kept the yeah. series going that yeah. long. And I, I have, I have one through three, and then I got six. I have the soundtracks to all of them on my computer. Such good music. I love uh, Mega Man. Does the best music. I tell you what. Mm. Um. So. Once again, we've run out of time before we get to the end of our podcast. I can't believe we did two whole podcasts and couldn't get bonus time. Bonus time. We'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the podcast officially. We're gonna maybe keep the cameras rolling. We'll talk about a couple other things. We'll put it out there if people if people want to listen to it, and uh, we'll we'll consider that our our apologies for being so long winded. So um, before we uh, we unofficially or. Before we close down the official podcast, uh, I want to let you know, as our listener, where you can reach us if you want to share your feedback. We are uh, on the Twitters at Focus Target. We are on the emails at FocusTargetPodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The email address is FocusTargetPodcast at gmail.com. We do have a blog, FocusTarget.wordpress.com, which may or may not be updated regularly. And, uh, you know, you can also find us... uh, uh, on iTunes, uh, where you can leave us comments or um, subscribe to the podcast directly. Um, you know, it's just a pleasure being being on the air with you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, you know that's that's all for Focus Target. I'm Smiley. This is Sean, and I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're going in. Word. That's what's up. Damn. Uh, well. The 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 the, the keep curtain it, keep the, it rolling. The curtain has fallen. This is where you would cut it for our official one hour thing. But we're gonna be back on Focus Target right now with some bonus content and we're gonna talk about some of our favorite gaming memories. Um because memories in a way are what make games special and I think why so many of us have attachments to games because of the time we we spent either by ourselves or playing with other people at playing video games and so uh shy let's start with you do you want to just share some of your some of your favorite video game memories from back in the day oh man uh um yeah um do you want to kind of go like memory like do around memories or just no, like kind of everybody touch on a couple memories at a sure. time sure yeah i mean uh i'd say However you like, talk talk as long as you like. We're all we're all the oh, official man. time. We're, we're all off the, the, we're we're off the rail. Production. We're just uh, doing our own thing um, right now, here, buddy. I remember, uh, I remember one of the, one of my one thing, and I don't know. It's weird. Like one memory that will probably go with me to my grave will be when I got my black belt in Final Fantasy XI. Uh, like I remember, yeah. I remember calling Rido up, like which was my college roommate, who uh, who for people I know, um, a friend of ours, who uh, yeah, and uh, we play eleven religiously together. And I remember like calling him up. It was like, I think it was it was at a decent hour. It wasn't like middle of the night or anything. But I just like I remember the elation that I that, I, that matter, feeling gave Rido me. Rido sleeps um, at all hours yeah. of the day anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you never really probably know. was napping anyway. <laughs> but uh, just that we can feeling. call him right now and wake him up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know like that's true I, I don't know that i've actually like worked for anything like ever in my life as hard as i worked for that thing and it was just i don't know it was a great feeling feeling of accomplishment um that's the great thing about final fantasy 11 is like God. really everything yep. was so hard yep. to do it was such a pain in the ass and especially by today's standards like there's a reason no one really plays that game and that games like that don't exist because nobody would put up with that shit. But it sure <laughs> did make it worthwhile when you did something like that. And like it's some people I think maybe would think it's silly to be to find so much accomplishment in a in a game like that, but it really was, man. And like Black Belt was a prestigious thing, man. It was a status symbol in that game. Like, like if you were a Black Belt is, monk, like, that was badass. Yeah, you were admired by your peers. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you know, take it what it is. It's people you're never ever gonna meet, probably in real life. Ninety nine percent of them, ninety nine percent of them, you will never meet, <laughs> but you know, you were admired by them when you walked by and and you got you got inspected, yep. you know, and you weren't offended, you were proud. Back when people would inspect each other, and you know. yeah, that's yep. something that's gone away too. Because what's what's there to be proud of in games nowadays? Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe there's still stuff. I think there is. I don't know. I, the problem is that I think the, the level we talked about this before, but the longevity of the achievements in eleven, like you can't. You know what I mean like that black belt lasted me uh, like years. Uh, yeah. Like it, it was, like it was pretty much never of, obsolete. Like, yeah. There's yeah. always even if it's not your main piece, it's going to be situationally useful yeah. probably for quite a while. Our pride like of hairpin. Yeah, like our pride of clearing like first coil of Bahamut lasted as long as you know until the next the next set of turns <laughs> came out, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, well, well, all the gear you got there too yeah. as well was gone. And like. So my second memory I was going to talk about is kind of counteracting that because like I have great memories of us raiding in the Vault of Glass. Like that was just a good old time in my opinion. I still think that's the best raid that Destiny has, and who knows? We'll see what the one in, in October will have. But uh, um, I never did any of the raids, and we were at Smiley's house. And we all brought our PlayStations, <laughs> and it was the first raid, and you guys basically carried me through because I didn't have any gear and everything. And I got get... a freaking Galahorn. Well, no, Galahorn. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you, didn't you get the Galahorn and the freaking, yeah. like, what was the yeah. fusion rifle called from Oh, yeah, I got the Galahorn and the uh, Vex, um, Vex Mythoclast. Vex, Vex, which Mythoclast. I still don't have to this day. Yeah. I never got one. And, oh, uh, I had one of those. Oh, Shit. man. Um, but, you know, like, That's funny. so for a game that doesn't, like, the opposite of 11, where things go obsolete so fast, I still just have a lot of mem- fun memories of, like, doing that raid with you guys and just, like, us learning it and experiencing it and just, I don't know. That was, those were good times. And then, um, it's funny because before we talked about this earlier in the show, I wrote down for the first day of Minecraft. Um, as, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love that. I just love the first day of Minecraft and what uh what it entails. Like I just have good memories of every time I've started up my you know, Minecraft and and the obstacles. And then the last thing I put was actually uh, Rock Band. Um, when Rock Band came out, I uh, had just graduated college and I was living li- uh, living with a couple of the guys I went to school with. There were like three or four of us in the in the apartment, and I I bought Rock Band and we just would like couple hours a night we would just jam out on rock band and we did that for like a couple months it was just it was just fun it was just so much fun all right van what about you well similarly 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 similarly, same as shy um i'm gonna start with final fantasy also final fantasy 11 i mean that's really that was like the 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 culmination of all of us you know yeah like that's that's really what brought us all together the link shell and just all that stuff like like man my fondest gaming memories are definitively in final fantasy 11 and my my 
greatest achievements in gaming personally are, are from 11 also but just like the alexander fight was like i i remember that fight specifically because it was kind of like not, yeah, not that I you too. were talking about everybody having to be proficient in their jobs and kind of light on your toes and you know you, you really got to adapt to the situation and somebody accidentally pulled two mobs or whatever and you got to adapt right whether it's sleep or whatever you had to you had to be light on your feet all the time when playing 11 there was no repetitive button mashing or anything like that um, and the Alexander fight was actually where I think that concept peaked the most, at least for me, because I remember we had to do research and we had to plan our attack because there were real penalties for dying. You know, you didn't just go in there and, and, and you know, just all willy nilly it like we 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 went at it for like two hours and you know we we even prepared for the deaths ahead of time by getting more xp so you didn't de-level so you could stay in and it was just it was crazy all the planning that went into it yeah that when it all came together and we were that well-oiled machine and we had so many people freaking die dude but we kept fighting back and kept coming up and raising at the right time protecting at the right time and the battle was just absolutely incredible and when it all was done like i i just remember everybody just screaming headsets falling on the ground it was uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. One of my favorite Kirk, moments. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we try it? Also, didn't like we have to go back and retool. I feel like we did it once and we got fucked up, and then we were like, okay, let's think about what we could do. Like, what right. other jobs do we have? What? Yeah. Because well, like we're not going to be able to clear it for like, like a blue mage. We did. Yeah. Or I something we had like that. FC yeah. Come on blue or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I remember that was that that fight was one of the most. Um, like pre-planned like we really had to like right. sit down and study like what what can we do to yep. clear this because because we we don't we, we think we're close enough to do it but we just don't quite have it all remember like, and you didn't like you there you didn't see videos a lot of times of what was going on i mean yeah, like, there were a couple really. videos out there but they would say this is the move look for it in your in in the in the text and it's gonna do xyz yeah. and you had to be prepared for that even though you never saw it as soon as it came out you better know what to do when, when you saw those those letters on that screen like it was oh man it was so much yeah fun, it was it was, uh, it was a time that i liked a little bit better it was more about guides written guides than just yeah. you know, watch a video of us, of us doing right. it. like i don't learn nearly as much from that like I, yep. I loved when people would take the time to write out what they did, what the strategy, what to look for. I, I thought that was something I, I – I never minded reading guys. I hated watching videos. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, but, and then the, – so Final Fantasy, I mean, there's just a billion memories. We could do a whole podcast yeah, on memories we, with 11. Absolutely could. Absolutely but could. the next one is the Battlefield series, specifically Battlefield 2. Um, this, my brother was still living in the same house with uh, we were both living in our parents' house and we would land the crap out of Battlefield 2, man. Just and we we would wreck havoc and then, you know, our buddy John started playing. Uh, I can't remember what his gamer tag is if he's been referenced on here before, but he would start playing and then um one of my brother's buddies. So then we just my brother moved out and we could still play. It was still cool because it was just like he was still in the same room next to me, you know? Or same that doesn't make any sense. But he was in the next room in the same yeah, house. Yeah. Like, he was still there. It was awesome. And then we started landing up at his house. And it was just incredible to, like, when you are a well-functioning squad, you can own Battlefield back in the day. And, you know, that that was before the 64 versus 64 or whatever, you know, the crazy, crazy amount of people on screen. Um, but I remember one of my fondest memories is they put me in the airplane. And, and those who don't know, you know, I absolutely love aviation and everything. So they put me in the airplane and there were these three little infiltrators, right? So they would say, Hey, we're going to attack Bravo. I'm in the airplane. They, they, they would call in air support. I'd fly right over the base, 
just drop hell from heaven on, onto that freaking base, blow up everything in sight. They would be standing on the perimeter. They would move in. Any tanks that I saw coming around the map, I would just take out before it can get there. We were just capturing spot to spot to spot. It like just this amazing, well-oiled machine. It was it was so much fun. That reminds me a lot of like Planetside. I had thought I had I'd forgotten about yeah. Planetside. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's one. good memories from Planetside too. Yeah. And those are bigger squads too, man. Those are twelve person squads, and then you had four squads within a platoon. So you were rolling with like forty eight deep sometimes. Forty eight deeps. Need more deeps. <laughs> uh you know, I've been playing games for a long time. I think one of my earliest memories, and maybe this is revealing into how important video games are to me. I was in um I was in the early nineties and I was playing the only game that I had at the time, which was Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo. And I can just, I can still see, it's one of the earliest memories I have. I can still picture the little white table that was speckled with black spots that my little, my mom had got me like a little black and white TV, like the size of like an iPad, basically. And (laughs) like I was sitting there playing and I was, I was in World 8, and I was trying to beat Bowser for the first time. I'd never beaten Bowser in the, the final world of Mario, of Mario Brothers. And I had to go to my friend's birthday party. Because uh, uh, I was in, like, first or second grade or something. And I was like, I don't want to go to the birthday party. i got to beat <laughs> Bowser. Priorities, <laughs> man. That, it's like, what <laughs> kid doesn't want to go to a birthday party? Right. And, like, I just remember that being so mad. It's like, why can't I fit? Like, I'm going to do it this time, but I can't do it. i got to go to the party. Um, I mean, I obviously have a lot of uh, good memories playing with my friends. You know, you mentioned Goldeneye before. We didn't play Goldeneye. We, I guess we were late to the party. Our, my friends in high school, we always played The World Is Not Enough, um, which I thought had cooler guns anyway. Like We played Goldeneye later, and I liked World Is Not Enough. But, I mean, it's the same idea, the, the four-player James Bond madness. And uh, that game was crazy. Um, and it was really my first time playing that kind of multiplayer deathmatch thing. And I was never... Like, I was never the best, but I usually wasn't the worst either, which isn't a bad place to be. You know, at least, you know, you were. I was competitive. And I think the other memory that I want, that I want to talk about was, um, you know, uh, I, when I was in college, my, my freshman roommate was one of my friends from high school. We, we roomed together in the dorms, and um, we used to play uh, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil. Uh, together we'd take turns one person would control and the other person would watch and we'd fucking shut off all the lights and just fucking play that game and man, no like, way, dude. that was a nope. scary fucking time like i remember one time like a dog jumps through the window and like we both screamed like little girls <laughs> it's like like i don't know man that was that was some that was a crazy experience. And, and that's you know that's what i was thinking of when i was thinking about um no man's sky and i talked about it earlier like like sometimes just sharing that kind of thing with somebody like just like you, you don't necessarily even have to be playing the game simultaneously like there's there's an aspect of multiplayer that doesn't that you don't really do anymore like uh one of our other mutual friends lemon cloak uh, and I back when we were in uh we're, we were in college together we used to all the time play single player RPGs together where yeah, we would just take turns play. yeah or, yeah. yeah you know yeah, that, you know I do I do a dungeon then then we switch yep. off or whatever and like that was cool and like I can't remember the last time I've done that I've, I do that with my son a little bit I guess like I watch him play games but for the most part 
you don't have to do that anymore because everything's online and everybody can play. Like, why would you watch when you can play too? Well, and I think but, it's harder. Like, if, I think it's also like if you're not living with people that play games, oh, games sure. right? Like, yeah, I think I think people is, yeah. that have like spouses where they're like, yeah. they're huge gamers. I think that happens more often, right? Like, they're like, oh, what are you playing? I'm just gonna sit and watch you play for a couple hours yeah, and see what yeah. you're experiencing. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's one of my biggest regrets of not having a roommate right now is because I remember like when I had roommates, that's what I would do. I would just sit there and watch them play RPGs them play. or yeah. other stuff. So, so we kind of revisited that with with um, until dawn, right, Shy? I mean, that's well, essentially yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah what, a little well, bit. It's right? funny that like you mentioned that because when we were, when we were talking, you and I were talking about how important multiplayer is to us. I was actually I forgot to bring it up, but I was going to say it's so important that we turned a single player game into a multiplayer <laughs> game. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, good point. Yeah. We I was going to say this. I didn't want to say this during the podcast, but since we're after time, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. We we need to get back to the Star Ocean thing because we did promise our listeners. Yeah, that. yeah. But Van, I can you take the ninth off? Uh, August 9th when No Man's Sky comes out? Uh, let me look at the calendar real quick. I don't, I don't you, see why not. June, if July, you can, if you can get that day off, we need to fucking live. We need to fucking play that together. You know what I'm saying? Get on Mumble or, or PSN voice chat or whatever. And so, uh, Yeah, no, I... I yeah, I'm going to do what I... I'm going to see what I can because I'm going to Hawaii at the end of this this month. So uh, I'm actually so taking maybe the first tight. week off. Oh. But, and I'm probably going to need to... Yeah, so I'll be off that week, but I'll be in Hawaii, dude. And then I come back, and then, mm. so that's that Tuesday after I'm already. You guys 10 go days to off. Hawaii so frequently. Take the PS4 to Hawaii. I don't see a problem with this. I will there you be go. back by there you then. Go. You guys aren't listening. Uh, I thought you said you're gonna be out there. I thought you were no. gonna be out there. August 9th is the second week of July. I'm out oh, the first yeah. week, but because it's the second week, I had I would have been gone for 10 days from work. There's but probably my... stuff. So I guess it depends on how much work I get on done on Monday. So um, you're going to be busy probably. Well, No, here's what I'm going to do. Since my job doesn't listen to, to this podcast, I'm sure. Maybe they do. Fingers crossed. We've never said your name, Erlitzer, so, right? <laughs> so Smiley... No, I will absolutely not do anything that way. Uh, I will be diligently working for those 48 hours straight. So okay. deal understood. with it. Understood. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Star Ocean before we run out of time here. Not yeah, I mean, we it's not time to run out of. But... It's not a super complicated <laughs> answer. It was uh, the first like couple of cutscenes. I was just like, what am I playing? <laughs> like, <laughs> that mayor turned me off to the game. Oh. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. I don't know. I guess it's did the he, style. Did he talk like, it's like this? Was he a no, mayor? He's, he's, no. he's a wuss. He's Was a wuss. Yeah, he, he's yeah. very and, uh, timid and yeah. And like I don't know. You know, I was thinking. I had this like perception in my mind. I'm like, you know, because I've been playing through the ten remake at the same time. I'm like, you know, there's better JRPGs I can play right now. So I went and put the ten disc in and played that for a bit. And, and I think ten is, in my opinion. A, a better game but oh, uh i'm not gonna argue with that but at all th- it got to the, like a story segment i'm like you know this is still kind of silly and then that that's what kind of led to me buying the witcher 3 because <laughs> i was like you know what i know the witcher 3 is a really good story so God, i love okay. that so much yeah did you play witcher at all van negative oh, that game was series. so fucking good i haven't either i haven't played anything up to that one but that one was good man i like that a lot cool man well right on guys <sighs> awesome memories yeah great, right. great stroll down memory lane all right. Well, if anyone hears this, this I'm sorry for the for everything that there is to be sorry about. But um... <laughs> <laughs> and Van will be at work on the night. Van yes, will I will be absolutely there. be working. I'll just have to play it. Al- I just have to play it alone. <laughs> sorry. Smiley uh, will be at work too. So no. No, I'm, I'm taking that day off. I'm not making any quotes. I have paid time off. It's being used. There's going to cool. be some fucking No Man's Sky going down. And because it should, I believe my understanding is correct. They have an offline mode. Um, 
you know. Even I'll if the servers have issues, you can still play. I don't have to worry about the servers play. being yeah, done. That's awesome. like, I'm going to get that game, and I'm going to play it freaking well, all day. Okay, this begs cool. the question then. Why even play online if you're never going to see another person? Well, because well, I, that's I, not that's because it's not that you're never going to see another person. It's just that the odds are pretty. I mean, you mean it's that you're not. There's no guarantee. So I think it's the idea yeah. that you might run across someone. That kind of adds and, like an element of like intrigue. Okay, cool. You you also there's also it's kind of like a crowdsourcing thing. So my my understanding of how it works, and this is still unconfirmed because I haven't played the game and everything's kind of sketchy, but my understanding of how it works is that, like, so you, let's say you go to a planet and you discover the planet, right? And if you're the first one to discover it, you have naming rights to stuff. Yep. You can name the, the flora Animals. and the fauna, yep, right, that you come across. And then you upload that shit to, like, the galactic hub, and that shit gets registered and you get, like, some kind of currency reward for discovering these things, right? But that part I think you have to do online. Like, if if you go there and you're playing offline, you basically have to wait till you can connect to the internet to upload that stuff and get credit for it. And if in the meantime somebody else happens to have gone to that same planet as you and names everything, that's going to be like, oh, sorry, that's already been discovered. And you're like, oh, okay. shit. So... Like, again, are the chances good that anybody else is going to discover it before you? Probably not. But, I mean, we don't know. We don't. We know that there's 18 quintillion planets. We don't know what the subset of starting planets is. Maybe there's only a million that you can start on. Like, we don't know what the algorithms are. So yeah. I think there's still a lot that's unknown. And while they also said that I, I haven't heard that it's unlikely that you'll ever come across another human, although that's what people are inferring from the numbers. I think what they originally said is it's unlikely that you'll be able to get all your buddies together and find each other in the remoteness of space. Like, I think there's a big statistical difference between saying you and I are starting in two random places and we're going to try and find each other as opposed to there's a million people playing and I may run across one of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally a difference between a one in a million chance and a you know, whatever the subset million in a million is. chance, million, million in X are, chance. Are you guys getting it on PlayStation or Microsoft? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. Shy. Yeah. Um, not getting it. Neither. Unless oh, yeah. he changes his mind right, and wants to take the ninth off and yeah. get it on PS <laughs> and take the day off from work. And you and I can fly through space together. Oh, Listen, no. invitation is open. All right. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Sorry. You know the exciting thing is, and I meant to do this at the end of the regular podcast, and I forgot, and I'm so sorry. I meant to give a shout out to my lovely uh, fiance Sarah because I think Van gave her a shout out in the last podcast, and I didn't, and I think that was kind of rude of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna be one up by Van. Um, I um, and but she said that she might actually uh, do some do some space exploration with me. She might play No Man's Sky with me, which is which is pretty exciting. To, nice. uh, that's awesome. And that's that's one of the reasons we're getting. I'm definitely gonna get it on PlayStation so that we can you know cool. you know play it on the big screen and sit on the yep. couch and do it you know yeah. so a little bit more accessible that way. So next episode, look forward to shy shout out to Sarah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sarah gets all love. I mean, we, we have a confirmed listener, so that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. You're, you're amazing, honey. Thank you so much. And with that, we're gonna end. We're gonna end the podcast. So uh, thanks for listening to our extended time. If you like the extended time and you want to hear more <laughs> of it, that would be oh, a good no. reason. Please don't for you to don't spiel again. Well, no, we got to spiel again. Listen, this is your Why chance to tell us again? what you think about it because oh, yeah, maybe no, you've yeah. forgotten that we can be found at Focus Target okay. on Twitter, <laughs> at the Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com, on focustarget.wordpress.com, and because we don't really hear from people a lot and I mean, allegedly somebody we're lonely. You know, we we our podcast is kind of like No Man's Sky. 
we're out there. And it's very unlikely that anyone will ever listen to us, but the possibility is there. And if they do, maybe they'd want to give us some feedback. So please feel encouraged to do so. Um, are we going to do the outro again? This no, is Focus Target no. Extended Time. I'm Good Smiley. Night. Thanks, guys. Bye. Word? That's what